the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I think we'd all agree Christmas is a special time of year. It's a good time for seeing family and friends you may not have seen for a while. It provides a break from work or school. It also is a time for travel and entertainment. Though all of these are great, they don't touch on what's most important about this holiday. Join us today as Pastor Rander continues to remind us about the true meaning of Christmas. Now let's listen in. 2 Kings 19, 34 and 35. Look, 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 let me just give you this one instance. For I will defend this city to save it from my own sake and for my servant David's sake. And it came to pass on a certain night that the angel of the Lord went out and killed in the camp of the Assyrian 185,000. One angel killed one, look at that, 185,000. And he wasn't just with a suicide, oh, I'm so tired, I'm just on 100. I got thousands more to go. Oh, God, why? This? No, he just, he just, whoo. And it was over. Over. Just all the angels had to do was shoot. 185,000 die at one time. That's just one angel. Not five, not 50, one angel. And when, when people arose early in the morning, there were the corpse all dead. In other words, when they strike, they don't miss. One angel. Can you imagine what two or five or ten would have done? Wow! One angel instantly slew 185,000 Assyrians. Beloved, this is overwhelming supernatural power. Please don't mess with God and don't mess with God's children. Let me tell you, I'm not through talking about angels. This is just a synopsis. This could be a six-week sermon just on angels. Angels are used as instruments of judgment on unbelieving and rebellious people and nations. Angels are used as instruments of judgment on unbelievers and rebellious people and nations. In Genesis 19, 13, it says, For we are about to destroy this place. This is Sodom and Gomorrah. Because of the outcry against its people has become great before the Lord. And the Lord sent us to destroy. Look, sent us to destroy it. Filled with the spirit of homosexuality. And matter of fact, there wasn't even 10 righteous folk in the city. So it could not even be Spared. Angels are used as instruments of judgment on unbelieving and rebellious people and nations. Next, angels do not marry or procreate. They do not marry 
They do not go around looking for a girlfriend, nor do they procreate. Luke twenty-two thirty 30 says, for in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like the angels in heaven. In other words, angels do not reproduce offsprings and have little baby angels with little wings flying all over the place. Okay? Okay? They say, ooh, look at that little baby. Some of y'all got little cupids, little angels. You see little thing? Oh, isn't that cute? Some of y'all put them all in the windows and stuff. Y'all, y'all, that's, it's, that's crazy. That's theologically incorrect. Uh, you can't get a male angel and a, and a male and a female angel and they have sex and then they have little baby angels and they look cupids and they, they plant their little hearts and fly, fluttering their wings. That's, 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 that's make-believe stuff. Angels, a few more and I'll be done. Angels serve and protect believers. They serve and protect believers. Psalms 34, 7 says, the angel of the Lord, in, look, how much so? Psalms 34, 7 says, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. The angels camps around you and takes care of you. That's right. I believe a lot of times we walk out this hill. Oh, I walked out and nothing happened. I believe God off time put angels there, tapped the car, totaled the car, and hovers over you, and you can't see them in an invisible force, and you walk away bragging about how you got out unscathed, but you don't know angels. <laughs> I like that song. All night, all day, angels watch over me. Angels take over. Angels, angels. I believe in angels. So it kept around those who fear him and delivers them. And in Daniel chapter 6, verse 22, it also says, my God sent, look, his angel, his angel, and shut up the lion's mouth in the lion's den, you know, so that they have not hurt me. The lions became Daniel's pillow. Slept and slobbered on the lion. Because I was found innocent before him and also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. He was accused falsely. Be mindful, God is sovereign. He may choose, this, I want you to hold me. He said, why did God deliver my mama from cancer? Why did my daddy die? Why did this die? Why did this, why did she live? Why did my first child live and my second child die? Why, why, why did stillborn? Why this, why this? Why, 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 why? I'll tell you why. Be mindful, God is sovereign. He has a right to do whatever he wants. Whenever he wants, however he wants, because he's God all by himself. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Who can know the mind of almighty God? He may choose to deliver his children or God may choose to use persecution of his saints to bring them to their heavenly home, as in the case of Stephen. In Acts chapter 7, verses 55 through 57, and verses 59 through 60, it says, But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, referencing Stephen, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God, and said, Look! Look! 
I see heaven open and the Son of Man. Look, there's Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Then they cried. They, they weren't studying that. Then they cried with a loud voice, stopped their ears from what Stephen was saying and ran at him with one accord. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God. That's a good way to die. Die calling on God. If you're going to die, if that plane coming down, you better be calling on God. It's not time to have a martini when you get up there. Some folks want to drink. Drink. You better touch that plane and say, Lord, anoint this plane and your child's on here. Your child's on here. Uh, 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 that you hear a little turbulence, Lord, this thing ain't acting right. I see them drinking over there and they're acting crazy and partying and hollering and screaming and joking and cussing, but I'm on board. They don't have enough sense to pray. I'm praying for them all. I'm covering them, Lord. I'm covering them, Lord. Don't you get on a plane and not pray. Anything go up can come down the wrong way. Look, they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God, saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. In other words, he died. He died with dignity. He died loving the Savior, calling on the Savior, resting in the Savior. He didn't say, why me, Lord? He didn't say, God, this is unfair. He just fell asleep interceding for those who were killing him. Beloved, God is to be glorified when when he miraculously delivers us from persecution, and he is also to be glorified when he permits his children to be put to death. Let me transition. This is a strange Christmas message. Wait till next week. How did the angels worship God? How did the angels worship God? A, the angels worship God by bringing good news of great joy. Luke 2.10 says, And the angels said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. The angel did not take an excursion, but, but went straight to the scene and delivered the message exactly the way God gave it to him. Beloved, God blesses those who obey him instantly without taking a delay or detour. Some of you, God is, gonna, God is calling you to come to him, and you're going to say right in the midst of this service, not now, maybe next year. Who told you you have next year? You better get right with God right now. Death is closer. Every year has its own number, and you may be in the number to die this year waiting on next year. B, how did the angels worship God? The angels worship God by giving him his glory. Verse 14a says, glory to God in the highest. Look, the angels glorified in Jesus. Beloved, glory is due to God and God alone. He will not share his glory with another. 
Isaiah 42, 8 says, I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another, nor my praise to idols. Angels were created to glorify and worship God. Isaiah 6, 1 through 3 says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face, and with two, he covered his feet, and with two, he flew. And when one cried to another and said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Not only were the angels created to give God the glory, but God created man who is the crown of his glory to give him glory and honor as well. Not only the angels should give him glory, but we as men and women of God, we too must give God all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. Psalms number eight, Psalms number eight, verses four and five says, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visited him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. How exciting to know that God uniquely fashioned and created us for his honor and for his glory and for his praise. See, the angels worship God by praising him. The angels worship God by praising him. Luke 2.13 says, and suddenly, I like to say suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God. What seemed, look, what seemed to be an ordinary, an ordinary night suddenly transformed into an indescribable event as a multitude of angels lit up the night sky with brilliant light. The whole, it, it was like midnight became midday with all that Chicano glory all around. Praising God with angelic voices as the frightened shepherd, you'd have been frightened too. As the frightened shepherd looked with, with a holy hush. Sometimes you're so frightened, you can't even get a word out. Of, oh. Somebody say, breathe, breathe, breathe. These angels were so frightened, they had a holy hush. At this heavenly celestial sight, what a supernatural moment. What a supernatural moment. What is so amazing is that God unveiled this heavenly scene. He didn't didn't unveil it to kings. God didn't come send, send, send his angels to emperors. He didn't send his angels to the governor of the wealthy or the elite of society, but to lowly shepherds who were the outcasts and despised of society. When the angels were dispatched by God from heaven, they performed their divine assignment in the spirit of praise and worship. Beloved, can that be said of you? Whatever you do for God, are you doing it with praise and worship? Do you implement Psalms 102, which says, serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing? My hardest task as pastors is to get you open up, is to get you to open up your mouth and sing, which is worship. Now, there is an age-old question. Can angels sing? Because there, in the text it says, the angels said. So you might say, well, can angels, uh, can they sing? Now, wait a minute. I know you're listening now. 
first, before you get preoccupied with the angel singing, are you singing before the Lord? <laughs> okay. You want to stop asking that question. Am I singing? Do I love the Lord enough to sing to him? If you can talk, you can sing. Even if it does not sound good to others. <laughs> if your heart, your motive, and your life is holy before the Lord, then come before the Lord with singing. Say singing. singing. When is the last time you sang? before the Lord. When is the last time you got happy on your own off-key singing? By the way, angels can talk, angels can sing, and angels can shout. You, what you say? You, I said it, excuse the English, and I ain't taking it back. Angels can talk. They heard it in this passage. Angels can sing, and angels can shout. They can get happy. He said, show me a scripture on that. I'm so glad you asked. You're waiting on that one. <laughs> Job 38, 7 says, while the morning stars sang, that's a reference to angels, sang together, and all the angels shouted for joy right there, way back in old Brother Job's time. Angels shouted, they sang, got happy. But the real question is, do we humble ourselves? Do we humble ourselves and get happy because we're singing to the Lord and giving him glory to his name? Christmas is about worshiping the Christ of Christmas. When you come to the end of life's journey, what matters is not how much money you made. Uh, what matters is not, is not your power, is not your prestige or position, and it's not about how successful you were. All those things are nice, but that's not why you were born. What matters is, did you purposefully decrease yourself and allow Christ to increase in your life so that he could use you as an instrument in his hand to give him glory, honor, and worship. If you did not, today you must make a decision to be intentional about worshiping Christ. After all, we were created to worship. Say it with me. We were created to worship. Let's say it two more times. We were created to worship. Let's say it again. We were created. Now personalize it. I was created to worship. Yeah. Will that be your heart's desire this Christmas season? I like that old Christmas carol that says, Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With angelic host proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all he brings. Risen with healing. 
sing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by. Born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Beloved, I close by restating Luke 2.10, which says, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. All people. Jesus came to make salvation available for all people. Jesus came to make salvation available to everyone who will receive him, regardless of socioeconomic status, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of past failures, regardless of sin, regardless of your education, and your current condition where you are right now. I cannot say this scripture enough. Fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. You live in, in bad news, but Jesus is good news. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And ever. <laughs> for thine is the kingdom and the glory and the honor forever. And all God's children said, Amen. God bless you. And Father, we thank you. I've sweated till my eyes are burning, my coat is wet. But souls are worth it. Father, if there's ever a time we need a word from the Lord, it's right now. Thank you that you brought good news in a world filled with bad news. The politicians don't have good news. The White House don't have good news. The governor don't have good news. Germany don't have good news. Russia don't have good news. China don't have good news. Iran don't have good news. But you got good news. Good news of great joy. That's for all the people that Jesus Christ is born. Father, help us to shout on that. Help us to reflect on that, help us to rejoice in that reality that a Savior is born this Christmas season. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, you're here today. You understood every word I said, and I came from the Bible. I didn't make it up. The Bible is authoritative, and it's the only book I come up, bring up here to reference because it's the book of life, the book of hope, 
and the book of direction for your life. And some of you here are still wondering. Some of you are like spiritual nomads. You're just moving all over the place, trying to make your mind up. You're just meandering. You haven't settled down. You don't have roots. You have a place of accountability. You're just kind of moving around. And God is saying, there is more to be done with your life if you only come to me and let me make you what I want you to be. God alone is in the soul-saving business, and he loves you. This is the church of the living God that references the word of God with the people of God to the glory of God, and it's too late in the evening for us to be playing church. You don't know Jesus or you're not sure that you were to die right now, you will be saved. You need to get that fixed right now. God is not waiting on procrastinators. He wants people who have active faith to step up and step out and say, Lord, here am I, send me. Don't let Satan play with your mind and disregard the truth I've just preached. The day you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Move in faith to get right with God and come to him. You say, but I know Jesus. Well, then he said, do you have a church home where you can live out your faith and use your gifts to be a blessing to the body of Christ? You need to be under authority, under a spiritual covering. You need to be in a place where you can be nurtured so that you can be what God is calling you to be. The church is essential It has value, and God requires that you be a part of it. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org, where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.